I woke as soon as the pickup stopped. We'd parked next to the imposing white mission of the town of Santa Teresa. This is as far as I'm going, the driver said in Spanish. I thanked him and asked where I could get a good breakfast. He pointed down a nearby street and indicated the second restaurant I would come to serve the best huevos rancheros in town. I sat in the shade under the palm roof, aviator sunglasses on, a can of Fanta in my hand, and as the aged Mexican woman prepared my breakfast, a dark-haired boy, about four years old, played hide-and-seek with her while she cooked. I'd always loved the casual, family-centered vibe of Mexican restaurants. No hurry. Enjoy your meal. It didn't matter what you looked like or where you were from. You were there to share one of life's greatest gifts. Food. The woman set my plate down in front of me and smiled shyly. The little boy stood next to her and peered over the edge of the table, curious to see how the gringa ate her breakfast. I grinned at him and thanked her and poured her homemade salsa on my huevos. Then I topped it off with a few jalapenos. The woman walked away, and after a moment's hesitation, the little boy scurried after her, giggling. I finished my soda and had walked to the counter to pay for my meal when a white SUV with smoked windows drove by, slowing as it passed the restaurant. I moved behind one of the roof supports. The truck looked familiar. The woman behind the counter glanced at me, then shoved the little boy underneath the brick counter with a terse admonition. The SUV moved past us and turned the corner. Not waiting for the change, I grabbed the backpack and ran out the rear of the restaurant into the alley. The white SUV sat idling at one end. The passenger's side door opened. I heaved the pack over the fence in front of me and scrambled after it, scattering chickens and dogs as I landed hard on my ass. The sound of squealing tires told me I needed to move. Now. I sprang to my feet, shouldered the pack, and sprinted through the backyard, headed for the door of the Cinderblock house. The teenage boy sitting on the couch didn't have time to react other than to open his mouth in surprise as I burst through the door and plowed through his living room, knocking over chairs and leaping over plastic toys on the floor. I skidded to a stop when I reached the front door and it eased open, careful to check each end of the dirt street that ran in front of the house. The SUV was nowhere in sight, so I slipped out the door and started to run. I heard the SUV before I saw it and veered right. I ignored the heavy pack mashing my kidneys as I ran, determined to escape with both my life and every ounce of the money. I caught a glimpse of the kid from the last house out of the corner of my eye, running parallel to me. If he kept up, there'd be two dead bodies in the street. Get back inside! I yelled. He continued to match my direction and motioned for me to follow him. I couldn't think of a better plan, so I did. He slipped behind a rusty corrugated building and I tracked right behind him. The sound of the SUV skidding to a stop on the gravel street, followed by angry male voices, spilled over me. I ran like I'd never run before, knocking crates over, oblivious to anything not nailed down in front of me, never once losing sight of the boy's red shirt. He led me into a rabbit warren of alleyways, jogging first one way, then the other. I was completely disoriented by the time we stopped. I bent over, trying to catch my breath and let the backpack sag to the ground. He was breathing heavy, too, although not as much. He held a finger to his lips. I struggled to slow my breathing and listened. A television commercial for a sports drink blared a few doors down. Somewhere, a dog barked. There was no sound of Salazar's men or the SUV. I sighed with relief. Who are you? I asked the kid in Spanish. Manuel. I held out my hand. Manuel, I am so happy to make your acquaintance. He smiled and shook my hand, nodding. Why did you help me? Manuel shrugged. 
You were in trouble. Good enough for me. I inspected the area where we stood. A six-foot-high concrete wall surrounded us. The space opened to the sky. Mismatched plastic chairs surrounded a white plastic table covered with a cheerful flowery tablecloth. A metal birdcage hung from a wrought iron stand with no bird in sight. Two wooden cases of empty 7-Up bottles stood in the corner. How do I get out of here? I asked. Manuel frowned. Then, his face split into a big smile. My Uncle Javier can give you a ride in his truck. He will take you wherever you want to go. I have a little money. I can pay him. Manuel grinned. Even better. My uncle will do almost anything for money.